What is up, Vitamizers? Welcome back. I hope everyone had an awesome holiday break. I know we did here at MSW Lounge in the beautiful Austin, Texas. Just to give you an idea of what winter is like here, it's been in the 70s this week, and we were complaining over New Year's when it was actually cold. So, um, yeah, I sincerely apologize to anyone who has to deal with actual cold, but for us, we are weaklings and we will much rather take our 60 and 70 degree winter any day. That being said, it is a new year. I know a lot of people set health goals over the new year and we want to help you achieve those. So if you need some health tips, if you are in the Austin area and want to talk about how you can improve your health or lose weight or whatever, definitely swing by MSW Lounge. We are the creators and Austin holders of Slenderella, which is what this show is brought to you by today. Slenderella is a liver detox shot and also IV um, combination of vitamins and minerals and amino acids that detoxes the liver, which allows your fat cells to lose um, excess estrogen which basically means it helps shrink your fat cells faster by detoxing the liver so that the liver can actually do what it's supposed to do, which is detox the rest of the body. No one ever talks about cleaning out the liver. So we're brought to you by Slenderella and all of its line of products. There are a plethora of Slenderella shots and IV options, as well as Slenderella Boost and Slenderella Bliss, which are supplements that can be found on our online store that is now open. I will link to that in the in the description of this podcast. But yeah, if you aren't in the Austin area or in one of the towns that provides Slenderella, which right now is San Antonio, LaGrange, and Dripping Springs, we are looking to be adding a couple more soon. But if you aren't in those areas, definitely check out our online store. We have nationwide shipping in the US and we you could get our supplements. Slenderella Bliss, which is good for energy. It's a huge B12 hit, and um, but it's not like caffeine energy. It's a smooth rise up and then no crash afterwards. And then Slenderella Bliss acts as sort of a natural Prozac. So people who are prone to depression get happier, but if you're not depressed, it just makes you really giddy and happy. And yeah, it's great. So link to the store in the bio. We are also brought to you by Flabs to Fitness, specializing in online health coaching as well as 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. If you're looking for a health coach that wants to help you change the way you live your life for long-term success, Flabs to Fitness is your answer. Also doing brand management for other online health companies, including MSW Lounge and Slenderella. So... That's all the rambling I have for you today. Our guest is an awesome person, also a business owner in the Austin area. We call her Dr. B, but this is Brittany Cook, who is the co-founder of Athletic Outcomes, which is an awesome training facility in Austin, Texas, off Riverside, so it's in South Austin. Uh, But they are kind of shaking up the fitness industry in Austin a little bit. They've got some killer social media game. Um, Dr. Brittany is a doctor of chiropractic. She's also a nutrition coach and a trainer and currently running her gym, uh, looking to expand some more of her nutrition coaching side because that's her real passion. But 
all around just awesome, smart, fun person who runs a killer gym that knows how to market itself. And we're super excited to pick her brain. So without further ado, here's Dr. B. Hey everyone, we are back with the How Do You Health podcast. I know it's been a couple weeks. How are you guys doing today, John? I'm good. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm liking the warm weather that's starting to develop in Austin and it's gonna last for probably about six hours and then it's gonna be freezing again this weekend. As the wind outside is telling us right now. If you guys hear something that sounds like a dying cat, it's just the wind. Yeah. <laughs> it's been making these scary yeah. screaming noises. <laughs> I thought it was the uh, the playscape or the kids academy across the road and they all screamed at once. But <laughs> I don't know what is happening outside on the patio. So, but yeah, other than that, can't All complain. right, who do we got with us today, John? So we have Dr. Brittany Cook, she is with Athletic Outcomes, and it's a wonderful gym that we did a medical yoga class with, uh, I guess last month, right, in December or something yep. like that. Yeah. And uh, Baller talked to class. I did a little lecture before talking about the adrenals and thyroid connection, and it's a beautiful gym. Like, I know that everyone has a certain type of gym that they like to go to, like, you know, whether I work out the Y, I've been doing that for like, I don't know, eight or 10 years, pretty much my whole life almost. And, uh, I've actually looked at different types of gyms to work out in, not necessarily ones that like have better equipment or anything like that, but have a really good philosophy and the idea of just saying like it's an overall approach to health and wellness. And so Dr. Cook, who is a co-owner, I guess I should say, right? That's my husband. Yeah, with, with Pat. Prime um, I'm the primary owner. Okay, we'll say that. She's boss lady. So, uh, sorry, Pat. But um, she, is, uh, she has an interesting background because she is an athlete herself and given the fact that she's also a doctor, I think she incorporates a very unique approach into her gym athletic outcomes. And it's a wonderful, wonderful gym. If you're ever in Austin, it is on uh, East Riverside. And uh, it, it's a great gym. We'll talk more about that. But um, Dr. Cook, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, you balance so many things in your life. You know, besides being a doctor, a, a business owner, you're also a mom now, right? Yes. And so granted that that can keep your schedule pretty hectic as it is, like, what do you do to like stay healthy and in shape right now? Um, well, I think the most important part about becoming a mom, so our baby is six months old now, I think you have to take expectations and throw them out the window and truly value your downtime. Yeah. Um, before I used to contemplate, you know, um, what do I want to do for a workout? And I would give myself five different options and be like, mm, that one sounds good. And now I'll literally say like, you have 30 minutes, don't contemplate anything, just go for it. Yeah. Um, but I think before having a child, running the business, you know, you coach fitness and you take care of patients all day long at the end of the day trying to find energy to take care of yourself yep. is challenging but now it's even more challenging but way more rewarding yeah and so you know just looking back at my past and not comparing myself to them to then excuse me is probably the most important part about taking care of myself now okay so, nice yeah. so that so your approach your mentally has even changed right 100 percent. yeah all right i mean yeah. obviously there's different hormones after you're pregnant and when you give birth <laughs> and all that but you're saying that your approach is different because it's keeping i don't know your sanity for sure yeah. yeah um yeah i mean you're just so limited on what you get to do when you have to juggle your husband's schedule your schedule a baby schedule and the gym schedule and so using fitness as just kind of a way to uh I don't know, find time for yourself. Gotcha. Um, so 
I mean, literally making 30-minute workouts feel really worth it yeah. and uh, not waste any time. That's kind of been my approach Yeah, lately. get the most out of it. So, like, you work smarter, not harder. So how many times do you work out a week? Five times. That's a lot. That's more than what most yeah. people have who don't have kids, <laughs> unfortunately. But that's also, like, do you plan it out, like, ahead of time, like a weekly For deal? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I've also kind of transitioned the way I've been training. So I used to do a lot of endurance in the past. And when you don't have time for that, um, you know, 30 minutes on the bike, in my opinion, I just don't get as much out of it as, let's say, 45 minutes on the bike. Um, just because I don't have that push to work out by myself and really give myself 100% of my effort on the bike doing an endurance-based um style workout so I've actually transitioned to more strength-based training and um, making programs for myself and sticking to the program not contemplating whether or not I've done enough and asking myself well should I do one more round instead I just look at it and I say nope I did what the program said and now I'm done okay so yeah so when you say strength training like are you lifting weights are you doing like hit exercises what are you doing you know in the perfect world I would love to take our classes yeah. But I can't because I'm either coaching them or my husband's coaching them. Yeah. The baby uh, needs to be watched. Um, so I can't take them. So um, hit workouts for me by myself, can't do them. I just don't have the uh, push. So strength training, lifting weights, and going heavy yeah. has been my new love. Because then I can literally document what I lifted and then the next week just push myself maybe five pounds heavier and I actually see growth and it's motivating for me. Okay. So yeah. so what is your like your game plan right now? Because obviously June's gonna get older, right? And then you might have a little more time. So what's the what would be the phase that you're calling this right now? Right now, building strength back okay. from pregnancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, so the weightlifting, all that as well. You're, are you hitting like your full body? You're hitting certain areas. Full body. Yeah. Can't leave anything out. Yeah, of course not. Of course not. The, the full body was affected in giving this birth, right? Yeah, like, yeah. For sure. It took a lot out of you. Okay. Especially core. Especially core, mm-hmm. right? So like, imagine if everything stretched out. Like, what what do you do for your core exercise? What do you like to do? You know, I like to incorporate core in full body movements, um, and I think sometimes you discredit the fact that your core fires the entire time you're doing a full body movement. Uh, and so I don't sit on a BOSU ball and do crunches all day long. I'll just try to lift, you know, more single arm, single leg, cross body, unilateral movements, um, just to try to incorporate core within everything else that I'm doing. Nice. Yeah. So then if core is essential, you probably do it like the five times a week, right? You're doing a little bit of core each time. Mm-hmm. Do you tell that to your gym members as well, like your your members? For sure. Yeah. They know that they need to fire their core in every single exercise that they do. Okay. (laughs) And if they don't, they're going to know very soon. Right. They'll feel it somehow. (laughs) And then your patients, obviously, right? Yeah. I mean, as a chiropractor, it's like a given that you say you need to strengthen your core. Mm -hmm. So like, if you were to tell me I need to do core exercises and I have no idea what that means, like, how do I start? Like, what do I do? Do I just do crunches? No. Definitely not. I think the most important part about bracing or learning how to fire your core is learning how to breathe. Ah. And so starting from the very beginning, we like to work on breathing Breathing? and firing your core at the same time. It's challenging. So are you doing like 30 minutes of breathing? No. (laughs) That's just going to warm you up. Okay. 
but learning how to fire your core when you're breathing allows you to apply it to the full body movements that you're doing. It's more of the awareness, in my opinion, than the actual contraction yeah. and the feeling your tummy being ripped apart. That's not our goal. Our goal is to have you be aware of the muscles that you're working when you're working them. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. So do you do you mention this in your classes? Like we're always going to talk a little bit about breathing as well? Um, I wouldn't say we mention it in every single class. We always cool down with a nice giant deep breath multiple times. Yeah. Um, so we like to do some education here and there. It's funny because a lot of um, people who like to exercise like to just exercise. They don't want to think about it. Right. And um, we are against that but we have to respect them. <laughs> so we like to kind of give little tidbits here and there of education, but not bombard them. Yeah. Um, and so if they're listening, they'll catch it. But if they're zoned out, maybe they'll catch it next time. And we're okay with that. Okay, that's awesome. Um, you're probably one of the first, I guess, I don't know, doctor slash gym owner slash instructor to basically say breathing like it's that about core like it makes sense mm -hmm. i i don't even know how to breathe like i really don't i have to focus on that every day just because i feel like i'm a chest breather right like that term where you're just For like sure. everything's coming here and you don't even engage the core mm -hmm. yeah so like the idea of saying like when you take a deep breath in it comes all the way down to your core and you can like i think you're supposed to like push it out right like even on the inhale yeah and your inhale really expand through your abdominal cavity on your exhale really contract it and that's one really good thing to do when you're pregnant um, in order to prevent against diastasis recti. Is that what they teach you in the classes? Like the Lamas classes? For my classes? prenatal clients? Yeah. No. Uh, no, they definitely don't teach you that in Lamas classes. Yeah. Well, maybe. Not the one I went to. How about okay. that? Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Maybe some do. I just, uh. I just, well, I just remember the little like... Like, you know, those little yeah. hyperventilation kind of deals. I'm like, I didn't think they were trying to emphasize your core. On I that. think that's really just to distract you. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> to that. get your mind off of yeah, Okay. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> Which, in my opinion, did not help at all. So, uh, I don't know. So, let me just ask you as a side note. Like, you're an endurance athlete. You've been a cyclist forever. You've been an athlete forever. What's, like, the pain level in pregnancy compared to anything you've experienced in, in working out? Ooh. Well... <laughs> When you feel pain to the point of vomiting, that's the pain level of giving birth. If it makes you physically vomit, if you can compare a workout to that, cool. But I don't think it's ever happened to me. That's so interesting. <laughs> I've had some people who've literally said that they want to work out till they puke. Well, that could be because they went out too hard the night before, or maybe they didn't eat right going into it, the workout. Yeah. I understand, like, you get nauseous if you work out really hard, but just from the pain itself, yeah, making you vomit. Ah, that's I a mean. new one. That's a completely new one. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that one. Well, my wife's pregnant, and we have a second one coming in April, and, like, to her, the most terrifying thing is the delivery, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, we did breathing exercises, and I remember, like, at first, we even, like, when the pain was bad, we put her in a, a tub. Yeah. They would call, like, a nurse uh, midwife's, like, uh, opioid or something or like that. It was, like, the natural way to do it. It did help for a little bit, but when she kept squeezing my hand to the point it was about to break, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't think I'm ever going to experience pain like this ever. You know? <laughs> yeah. Which is, so, I, like I said, I applaud the amazing transformation and sacrifice you have to do. And so like the whole mommy makeover afterwards, like is a complete 
remake over your body, right? I mean, like your core all the way up. So like, what else have you noticed that you have to improve now besides core? I mean, I had no idea that my legs and my butt got so big because my stomach got so big. So when I tried to fit in my old jeans and I was like, what the hell? You don't fit anymore? That was alarming. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's a full body thing for sure. Uh, Your whole body changes. It's all hormonal too. And, And I think time is the most important part of it. So allowing yourself and your body to heal, um, is probably the most important part before considering working out to really help it. So then when did you start working out again after? after the um, I will be honest. I couldn't stand sitting around in my house. So I grabbed those little mini bands, the little stretchy bands, and yeah. I would just do bicep curls here and there. And yeah. I started doing those at like three weeks postpartum, but, really? um, but I never did anything high intensity until, until you get the green light from your doctor, yeah. which for everybody, it's very different. That's true. Yeah. So how, how long were you working out until you stopped? Before I worked out. Well, I was going into labor and I was on my way to the gym basically to go work out that morning. <laughs> and I was like, you know, what? maybe I shouldn't. Um, so right up until the day before. Yeah. That is impressive. This is, I guess when you're a boss lady, you have to do that. Right. Because most people like take like a week or no, even like a month off before, like, right. And yeah. Like, and you're like, no, I got to hit the gym. Yeah, There's a few coaching calories. Coaching classes, wow. coaching classes the night, the day before. And I don't know, for me, it wasn't necessarily, um, I didn't want to give up coaching or yeah. seeing patients, um, or exercising exercising helped a lot throughout pregnancy yeah um, as long as you can do it the right way I think it's so important that's what I wanted to ask did you yeah. know much about like working out while pregnant before you were actually pregnant did you ever work with many women who were pregnant or no, no? I never worked with anybody pregnant um, and so when I became pregnant it literally became like a huge passion of mine to learn all about it and so I got certified, I read books, I um, watched videos, you know, just tried to figure out how to not just do it for myself, but also once down the road, now, for example, I can help women who are pregnant continue to exercise, not um, in different ways from what they were doing before. You know, we modify some things, um, obviously, for your core, but my biggest concern um, or fear throughout pregnancy was that I would literally have to stop everything like great I can't do anything and the fact that you can I think a lot of women may not be aware of you know you can do things up until the day before if you have a healthy pregnancy right Um, and if you're doing it the right way and uh, um, one of my prenatal clients who I have now she said that one thing she didn't want for her training goals um, was to just walk in and move around and have me just say, you're doing a great job. You feel really good, don't you? And to almost be like brainwashed that, you know, she was actually, she felt good. And she's like, every time I go to um, another prenatal class or instructor, she's like, all I did was I would walk around, do a couple things here and there, and I would leave and just say, oh, okay, I guess I feel good. She's like, but I didn't really feel good. Yeah. And she, you know, that's what she wants is to really feel like you're still doing something, even though you have a baby inside. <laughs> well, I remember the class that we went to at AO, there was a pregnant member and she would, uh, she came up afterwards and talked to us. And, and I remember I asked her, I said, <laughs> so 
how close are you? And she said, oh, you could probably like scare me right now. And I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to go into labor. Like I can tell you, like I'm that close to it. And she was working out. Like she yeah. didn't do obviously everything, but she was doing a lot. And I almost got to the point where I was thinking like, that belly's like bouncing up quite a bit, <laughs> right? Because that's how big she was. But she did everything that most everyone else did in the class too. She wasn't winded. You could tell she was a little fatigued, but she wasn't like out of shape to where she couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. She has had her baby. He is wonderful and very healthy. And she had a, um, a 12 minute basically pushing. Oh my She gosh. pushed for 12 minutes and then had this wonderful baby. So that's, that's uh, a yeah. long 12 minutes right there. Uh, I mean, 12 minutes that's compared to com- two hours. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking of all the pain that you just told me about. I'm thinking like, you know, like boxing matches are three rounds, right? So I'm thinking like that's four rounds of excruciating pain that you never wish My on anyone. My mom was in labor for, with me for like 32 hours. So Okay, so in retrospect, <laughs> it's not that. So could that have been like, was this her first kid? Mm-hmm. How long was American labor last night? Uh, she was in labor for several hours. The pushing itself was like maybe like 20, 30 minutes. Cause she had to like take, she had to take breaks. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like this thing. So like, I mean, she worked out beforehand, you know, which helps she's running now. But like, do you think that helped? I mean, in theory, oh, like. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been research that if you, in statistically, I may not say the right number. It's pretty close to this. I'll have to report back. But okay. if you work out um, 50% of what you were doing before, okay, before you got pregnant, then ultimately um, your pushing experience will, on average, be 12, or your labor will be 12 hours or less. Wow. So it's obviously different for everybody, um, but working out is really good for you for pregnancy, for sure. All right. Well, yeah. shoot, I, I can tell you right now, like, most women who it's weird like the women who go and work out before and obviously like are probably just as active as you are working five times for working out five times a week um i've seen women who are like seven eight months pregnant and it barely looks like they're protruding at all right and they Mm -hmm. post like on instagram and all that and like people give them crap for it like for working out even while they're they're pregnant and i'm thinking like how much harm could it possibly be if anything you're telling me like it's more beneficial than everyone ever thought if you're doing it the right way it's very, very. Right, you want to have a strong yeah. body that's able to like withstand labor and all yeah. that too. I mean, know? pushing it's the hardest workout you'll ever have in your life. Right. Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, <laughs> it literally breaks your. You pelvis. should know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember that next morning, my biceps were so more sore than they've ever been. Really? Because like shoulders, you're like... You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I always tell my clients: is like, hey, you're just basically training for this epic workout, and then you have this beautiful reward at the end. I've never heard it put that way. That's awesome. That is a very cool way. You have a good approach with that. I mean, most, <laughs> now I do. Yeah, now you do because you've experienced. So, done. so just I have to ask you, you have more kids? I think it's too soon to ask too that soon. question. We'll come back in another year and see how you, you ask do. Pat, he'll say yes. Yeah, because he wasn't doing the push. <laughs> <laughs> he was there just watching like, wow, this is amazing. I want to spoil June for a while longer. Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So, so having your background, which is uh, being a chiropractor, being an athlete, like tell us like how that combination has kind of led you. Like, why did you want to open a gym? Yeah, um, it's funny. Um, so, along with my chiropractic degree, I completed a master's in sports rehab at the same time. Okay. So I graduated with a doctorate. 
and immediately after, I had to complete an internship to fulfill the master's in sports rehab. So the first four months out of grad school, I'm doing an internship. My ideal job is completely unknown. I have no plans. I have no idea what I want to do. I'm from northern Maine. I went to grad school in St. Louis. I decided to do an internship in Chicago. And so it's this big city. I don't know anybody. And I was like, well, here we go. Like, what are we going to get ourselves into? And so um, I ultimately ended up doing an internship with a company called Exos, formerly Athletes Performance. And um, and we got to basically train that, or train clients, like professional athletes in their off-season, basically. Yeah. And so my internship had nothing to do with chiropractic. And it was kind of a breath of fresh air to come out of grad school, know I have a, a degree, a license, but get to play around with something completely different. But also see how it was incorporated, like chiropractic, and I worked next to a, a physical therapist into these professional athletes lifestyles and um you know i am a biomechanics geek so i love watching people move and i love picking apart every single piece of a movement pattern and so it was this whole internship and watching these professionals move i became obsessed where i was like okay I want to work with athletes because I can watch them move and apply what I've done with chiropractic and um, test out their mechanics and just give them cues and just coach them through something to have them move completely differently and see like an immediate change. And so that's where I kind of, you know, fell in love with athletic form of training. Um, And then my internship ended and I didn't have a job. And so I was stranded in Chicago jobless, <laughs> and um, I reached out to a gym, and um, it was this little boutique gym, and um, ultimately I was like, hey, I, I have these degrees, uh, and I've worked with some pros, but um, do you happen to have a job for me, like doing anything? Like, I'll scrub the floors if you want me to. Um, and so... The owner at the time, she was really sweet, and she was like, sure, you can coach a class, a fitness class, if you want to, and and uh, Tuesday mornings at 6 a.m., and I was like, all right, perfect. In the meantime, I'll try to find a real job. Um, ultimately, I found a real job. I hated it. It was all about insurance, yeah. and uh, quit that in three weeks. I went away on vacation to Jamaica to a wedding, quit it while I was on vacation, went back to Chicago. Still didn't have a job other than that 6 a.m. class that I coached. And uh, so I just looked at the owner one day and I was like, hey, I think I'm going to start my own chiropractic practice. And she was like, cool. And I was like, can I do it here? And she was like, sure. And literally, like, within a week, she sent me my first patient. And from that point on, I was doing chiropractic in a gym, coaching classes. And then that ultimately um, ended in personal training and a little bit of everything. Yeah. So... That's how it all happened. And, you know, now I get to do it for myself. Yeah. So what brought you to Austin to, like, open your own gym here? Yeah. Well, so my husband is also a trainer. Um, He was a second-grade school teacher for nine years and just did personal training for fun on the side. And then one day he was like, you know, I don't like politics of teaching, so I'm done. So I'm going to do personal training full-time. And I was like, oh, okay, 
great um, gulp, basically. Uh, And so then we were both kind of working under the same roof every single day, and it became really fun to work next to my boyfriend at the time. And uh, we decided one day that, number one, we are adults and we can make the decision to not live in freezing cold weather. (laughs) So that was our number one goal was to just get out of terrible weather. And then we wanted to work together and just kind of do our own thing. And um, so we visited a few places and chose Austin. And that's how we ended up in Austin. That's cool. Yeah. We like it a lot. It's like the perfect size, perfect weather. I love being warm, so I'll take heat any day over freezing cold. Despite the screaming wind outside right now. I don't mind. I apologize. That's not bad wind. I know the wind off Lake Michigan. That one, that one like freezes your earmuffs. That wind slaps you in the face. Yeah, it does. I remember our visit there. I was like, why is that one wearing earmuffs? And I was like, oh, I get it now because they feel like your ears are going to fall. Yeah. It's so cold, so. But yeah, you don't have to deal with that here. So you laugh at all the people who are like, it's only 40 outside. You know, come on, people. I can still wear shorts. Yeah. I mean, I won't lie. I still have like my parka that I like to wear. Yeah. So because I want to wear it, I'll wear it. Not because I have to. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So it sounds like you've incorporated like your passion into like you created your own path. Almost like, right? Yeah, like you I said, would say. I mean, how many chiropractors are going to go to a gym and say like, I want to start practicing out of here? I mean, it makes sense. It's It's... It's a brilliant idea, really, because you have everyone there, and you probably look kind of like, yeah, that guy's going to rip his bicep in no, <laughs> no time. Yeah, why don't you come over here and let me tell you a couple of things real quick, right? Yeah, I mean, I won't lie, the uh, owners of the gym were really generous and would just look at people and honestly say, you need to go see Brittany, and they would, and I think, you know, now that we ha- we've had this business for two years here in Austin, um, I think, like, your members kind of look up to you as like the owner and and they trust in you Um, they've been with us for a while so they kind of know that we know them and so if I was to say hey you need to get this addressed most of the time they listen and um and that gym had already been developed in Chicago and they had a really great reputation for training the right way and uh so it was perfect setting for me yeah yeah that's cool so do you still practice out of AO like do you have a lot of people who will just say hey I need an adjustment or whatever you know um we have a massage therapist and she's the body whisperer (laughs) um side note I went to see her the night before I went into labor and I told her to make me go into labor the next day so cool. <laughs> she That's knows. Powerful. She That's knows powerful. a lot about the body. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, um, I I have patience, but I believe in what she does so much that I refer ninety percent of people who come to me to her. Um, just because I've kind of taken a back seat on sports rehab and chiropractic. Um, I think I did it and I've learned a lot from it, and I apply it in different ways, but I don't do it on a daily basis anymore just because I think I've found passion in other things now. Yeah. 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 Oh, you could totally tell. I, I think I think that's the thing when we first talked about with, like, you know, with AO, like how unique it is because it's not – I don't know any other gyms you walk in and let alone have a doctor in the back to analyze you, but let alone the owner is the doctor in the back, you know, and can say, like, hey <laughs> – not only can I give you advice on this and that, but like athletes tend to listen to whatever you have to say. I love working with athletes, right? Because it's more like if you do this, it's going to make you better. 
okay, I'll do it. And you I know? just care about being made better. They do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they're always looking for new ways to improve on anything. It's, it's always the people who, I don't know, like they just tend to not really care and listen to their bodies. And athletes are the exact opposite. Like they're the ones who say, yeah, I can tell that my legs, you know, bother me. I need to do something. You know, who do I go to? And they're not just going to go to anyone. So if they hang out at the gym all day, they're going to say, you know, who, what would you recommend to do? Right. And I'm sure they yeah. ask you all kinds of things. And you're like, yeah, I'd much rather do this for you rather than just do that. Because you can, you know, you basically adjust them. But then you're like, well, you still need to strengthen your core mm-hmm. in order for your back to stay better, right? For sure. And that's um, something that I think not everybody understands is that... Uh, we have the sources for them and I'm not going to treat everybody because I don't believe that I'm capable of treating everybody. I want to refer people to you guys and and to our therapist and to Pat for training because everybody's different and everybody needs something else, like something different from the person next to them basically. And that shows at AO, you guys have a whole recovery section in your place as well. I'm sure working with athletes, you have a lot of people who are overtrained. So, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys have your compression boots and you have your your cold water tank and all that stuff too, which I thought was really interesting when I went. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Like I said, it's a very unique setting. It, it seems all inclusive in a sense of saying like you work about what you're doing beforehand, in the middle, and even afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, there's so many times where the gym's like, well, there's the dumbbells, go and like start lifting, and people get injured because they're like looking at what that person's doing, and then they don't, <laughs> they just injure themselves, right? But then you're going in here and you're offering yoga classes, you're offering compression boots, you're offering, you know, a therapist on the back to analyze you for having little, you know, tweaks just because you're like, man, I gotta stop you from, you know, what you're about to do, it's gonna get worse, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, that's, it's, it's rare to find that from everyone, right? Most people come in and these niches are like, well, we have like this on the wall and like it's cool because it's electronically like combining with your iPhone and you can track this and all that. And I see that everyone has like a different gimmick. But I think the reason AO is going to continue to be successful is because it seems like you genuinely care about everyone's overall health, right? Mm-hmm. From the front to the to the end of it. I mean, you have prenatal workouts, right? That's that's that unique. Do. Yeah, that's really that's, that's pretty <laughs> Yeah, so that's cool. So, um, all right. So I know we're probably going to mention that pad on here. Yeah. And I think we're running yeah, out of time. So uh, so tell us, uh, plug AO, like where to find you, the address, all yeah. that stuff, all those, the handles. Yeah, I mean, everything's on the website, athleticoutcomes.com, uh, plural, not singular, Athletic Outcomes. Just have to emphasize that. Yeah. And uh, we're located southeast Austin, East Riverside, I promise it's not as far away as you think it is. Um, we're actually very close to I-35. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Athletic Outcomes. If you type in Athletic Outcomes, you're going to find us some somehow. I promise you that. Yeah, and a picture of her beautiful name. Right? Yeah, you might see a picture of our daughter. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. We like her. Yeah. <laughs> Keep her around. Cool. Keep well, her as a member. Yeah, well... Dr. Cook, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, We really appreciate you. And y'all go see her at Athletic Outcomes. Y'all take care.